morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Y2K! Y2K! Oh no! Think of like the dumbest cave troll that you know. You looked right at me when you said that. You're not the dumbest. Here are the facts as I see them. Everybody, it's sometime in February again. Just like last episode. Welcome to the Bandit Radio Hour. It's uh, me, my awesome producer, Merce, that talks me into this and still throwing my face and name out here every single week. Not sure why I'm doing it besides self-esteem issues and bringing all people's uh, neat take on things. Merce, you look tired as shit. Watermelons. Or maybe you just look like shit. Uh, both. It's but, a little both. All right. Well, I, I know like it feels like the same old, same old, because I'm still mechanicking on tractors. I, ju- I just got done today. I'm still covered in the grease and oil from it. Uh, you're still being automated on a tractor and watching Mexicans plant plants behind you? Yep. Yep. Tomorrow should be <clears> the last day, though. Should finally have them all on the ground, so you guys can have watermelons coming in May. There we go. shipped all over the country. Yeah, and you put out, like, a sh- YouTube short reel on that. Yeah, project. you can watch them being stuck in the ground. Yeah. I'm hey. driving the tractor, and... They're being planted. We'll go ahead and get plugs out of the way. Follow us at Bandit Radio Hour on like Twitter, uh, YouTube, Rumble, uh, anywhere you get podcasts. Insta Merce handles the Instagram. Uh, yeah. So if you got any questions, comments, concerns, corrections to my jackass thoughts, you know, feel free to comment or leave them in the message boards or something. Message boards? No, direct message me. That's message boards. Yeah, on Twitter though, I'm usually yeah. the one controlling the Instagram. If you yeah. want to talk to him directly, it's best to go via Twitter. And sometimes he'll impersonate me. Uh, just I'm being straight up about that. I don't really have any control over it, but I let it fly because it's normally in the ballpark of what I'd say. Well, it's uh, usually not a whole lot, anyways. Just like minor things. Yeah, but uh, anyways, what the hell? So like, you weren't working over the weekend. What'd you do over the weekend? Well, I was just doing stuff here. No, working here. Yeah, which I don't get paid for, but I mean, no. I feel I feel like I got something accomplished, and then uh, I was going to go fishing Sunday, but then had to, uh, my one of my speakers wasn't working on my boat. Oh, so you can't process, fish without a speaker. Well, so, well, I know, but it was supposed to be like, okay, quick fix, I'm just re- like run check this wire. Well, somehow in that process, I managed to break one of my trim tabs, uh, so it wasn't working. Trim tabs, out on the side of the boat? It's on the back of the boat. Yeah, right? yeah. So anyway, so that stopped working, and I was like, what the hell? And then my GPS quit working. So it was supposed to be like a two-minute fix. And it like two hours of me chasing wires. Was your girlfriend with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then so and just the whole time, are we going on the boat yet? Didn't finish like 3 o'clock. We did not go on the boat. After about the 100th time of me and asking if we went on the boat, I was over it, angry. Yeah. We, I watched I watched the NASCAR race and went to bed. There you go. Uh, well, No, the Super Bowl was two weekends ago, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, it wasn't over the weekend. What did I do over the weekend? Oh, I visited my dad who is like in a uh, physical realm of hell right now. Uh, Back? Neck. Oh. So, like, and I didn't know all the basics of it. I guess when he was, like, 15 or something like that, he jumped off some railroad tracks in Manatee County into a river. And like, but the sand from a bad storm, like, the sandbar had moved. And he's like, we went jumping in there the weekend before. It was fine. I jumped in this weekend head first. Boom. Hit sand and hard bottom uh and he said he remembers stand he remembers like a flash and then he stood up and took three or four steps and said hey guys i don't feel good and then he woke up in the hospital which is like the fourth one of my dad's stories where he just wakes up in a hospital um 
getting hit by a car and getting shot in the face. But anyways, this was, yeah, (laughs) this was, uh, I guess like he broke his spine like right there. I knew he had back stuff, right? I didn't know his neck. Uh, well what they did like 10 years ago. So his spines broke, like uh, people not watching and listening, like just the back of your neck, like that, vertebrate was broke so they had to go in through the front of his th- it was the front of the vertebrate so they had to go cut the front of his throat open move all the jugular and stuff over and put this like iron bar not iron like steel i'm sure like in support of his neck and i guess since then it's like gotten rusty or something <laughs> i don't even know exactly what it is but they're like we got to go put more bar in there and this time they went through the back, and now he is, like, sitting straight up in a neck brace, and he cannot even lay down, and he has to be like that for five weeks. That sounds absolutely terrible. Good news is they got him on, like, so many drugs, he's asleep half the time. Like, I went over, the reason I said all this, I went over there Saturday and brought my daughter, and we're like, you want some Girl Scout cookies? He's like, I'm not supposed to eat hard stuff. But give me a dosey dope, <laughs> and, and like slowly, slowly nibbled on a dosey. Do, do I get Girl Scout cookies? No, I've forgotten to bring them like for the third time in a row. I will bring. Uh, <laughs> I, I will extend that racket to, to right here and improve my daughter's capitalist tendencies. Um, I'm sure socialists and commies like are people that got a real hard time with currency. Maybe I like how we ban child labor, but like Girl Scout, like selling Girl Scout cookies yeah. are just a gray area. Yep. Don't think we should have banned child labor, but that's a discussion for Iowa is talking about bringing it back for uh, fourteen-year-olds. Yeah, I'm, if it's up to the parent, well, already it's, it's no, it's still legal if it's like on a family farm. Yeah, but you're not allowed to go like somebody else's farm well, for hire. Agriculture, all like it, it's funny. Every one of these, uh, I'll get a lot of. Uh, discussions on the good old Twitter box or Facebook of people like we have to have these certain regulations or things will happen. And it's like three out of four times. I'm like funny, this never applies to agriculture. Like that's always the exemption of overtime. No, 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 no. You don't get paid extra in agriculture. You better work 50 hours straight or you're not going to have enough money to survive. Yeah. Yeah. This job doesn't pay good enough. Uh, but so yeah, uh, me and uh, my daughter pretty much saw my dad and hung out in Palmetto on, on the coast, which Palmetto is like a neat kind of small coastal town, which is kind of rare in Florida. Since is it growing like other places or kind of everything around it's kind of no? Growing? I'll tell you what's crazy is like north of Palmetto, kind of a little bit away from the coast, is a town of Parish, and it's always been like a just small backwater town, like it two tiny gas station stores there and it is exploding with development uh yeah. weird development like my grandmother god bless her she was like uh there's one like something insane i'm gonna say she said like a 2000 home development but it's nothing but indian people like from india to move there for like uh, some big job corporate thing that's moving in the area. Call center? Might be. Like that, it's something right along those lines. And, you know, uh, uh, this was something that actually really challenged one of my principles. Because, you know, my, my honest take on it is if you've got the money to buy the land, I don't give a shit where you're from. If it's for sale and you're buying it, you should be able to buy it. Like, 
short of very few things. Uh, however, I, culturally, there does seem to be problems with one large culture moving into another culture, and that's a tale as old as time. That's nothing like new. Like when the when the friggin' was it the Visigoths that were running from the barbarians into Rome, and Rome like had the gate and was like. No, <laughs> like you're not coming in, you crazy Gothic Germans. Uh, so, but then they also want to burn Rome too. There, you know what? It depends, like which 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 tribe, which tribe at which times. There's times Rome lets them in, and everything's hunky dory. There's other times they let them in, and it's like, oh, they're secretly assassins paid by the barbarians to come in here and take us all out. Uh, that was like one time I could think of. I don't know. There's there's a bunch of because like Rome, what the empire lasted for like damn near eight hundred years or that. There's so many waves and walls. So and, they had they had plenty of time to piss everyone off. Yes, pretty much. Um, yeah, that's I don't know how I got into that trail wind of a discussion, but that was my You're talking week. about India and parish people buying land. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so. Yeah, I I don't know. It, don't sell it to Indian people if you don't want them there. Like that's that's pretty easy immigration policy, and if your neighbor does, that sucks. But if you don't like Indian people or or would or fill food, them, I'm not a big fan of curry. I've never tried it, but the smell has scared me away. Uh, same, yeah, same. Yep. Um, that smells like spicy and not like Mexican spicy that I'm used to, like odd European spicy that I'm not used to. I know it's not European, but shut up, everybody. Um, <laughs> But, uh, nah, dude, so that, that was about it. And I've been back to work on tractors, finding out what are the right tools for different jobs and getting very pissed off in between not finding out and making that discovery like today. All right. You know, on a tractor, you got to change a bunch of different filters. There's like a fuel filter, there's an oil filter, there's a hydraulic filter, and there's a, uh, the filter. What? The oil filter. Well, yeah, the oil filter, but also the... What the hell is it? The, uh... Water, se- water separator? Not the crankshaft, not the... It's right by the hydraulics. I, transmission. Okay. Transmission filter is on this one. You know, like, most filter... If anyone's ever changed their oil, like an oil filter, like, you can typically hand unscrew it or get a, like, filter wrench. There might be, like, some of the hydraulic filters are a little more snazzy, and it's got, like, a certain, uh, uh, ratchet and... Not, not, not. What are Socket. you? Socket. Thank you, tool man, that you put on it to unscrew it. This, this son of a bitch of a hydraulic filter, all it had was like, all right, so you know on a socket, you, you got like the drive, the half inch drive. You just plug the half inch drive into it and unscrew it. But now here's the thing. It's like sitting right up against the engine block and there's the only amount you have to room is room to move is like six to eight inches. So, Some people dream of six to eight inches. <laughs> I'm all right with it. <laughs> uh, but um, no, we, uh, anyways, ended up having to go to Harbor Freight and get a, a godforsaken extender and make it work. But that, if that's the worst of my problems at work, I'm, I'm doing all right, especially compared to what the hell was going on before that. Um, in the world or in general? You know what? Let's use that as a nice segue to get into the world. Uh, our president just took a nice trip. Yeah, well, somebody did fall off Air Force One, but I'm not—I don't think it was him. That's that's also when it's in the news today. What the hell are you talking about? The people getting off Air Force One, somebody went falling down the stairs, but no one. Oh, we don't have an official confirmation of who it is. We're 
thinking is Biden, but like again. Yeah, like again. Like but, this ain't like a news flash from two years ago. No, this is they, when they landed in Poland. Somebody went tumbling down the stairs. But it's from a distance, but it looks like it's maybe like not from the main front entrance, so it's maybe not the president. Right. But it's, so it's probably somebody carrying a big bag of cash falling right. down in the back. Well, I know uh, I know he's doing a little trip around Ukraine and telling them how much support uh, this war has from Americans, and I'm really, you know what, man? So 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 brave walking through the Ukrainian palace with air raid sirens going off, <laughs> yeah. and there's like just the place is immaculate. Doesn't look like a war zone. No, and like don't. You know, an interesting, like, little chunk, uh, you know, we've covered the Ukraine situation a lot from my perspective and what I know about it. I just learned another little chunk about it I, I never really knew, and it had to do with the Donbass region. And that's the, the, I think, the eastern region that Russia wants control of. You know, aside from it, like, being typically more ethnically Russian than the rest of Ukraine, I don't know how Russian that is. You know, it also just happens to be the warm water port. For Russia, and, you know, they talked about, uh, who was I hearing talk about this? I believe it was Professor CJ of the Dangerous History Podcast, who does great, it's like 99% history, 1% current events, doing a great mini-series on, uh, mini-documentary on Woodrow Wilson that is just phenomenal at how awful of a person he was. Uh, But something he was talking about, Russia actually, like, leased a naval base from Ukraine in the Donbass. Like, this has been going on for a long time. Like, it's like, Ukraine technically owns the land, but Russia operates the base and pays them to do so. Like we do. Oh, wait, we just say we're mm, operating the base and it's our land. It's our (laughs) land. We own a chunk of Cuba. (laughs) And we torture people down there. Uh, But they, uh, like, whenever this war kicked off, Ukraine was like, hey, all you Russians in this base have to leave. And Russians like ch- check their Kalishnikov and was like, ha, make us. <laughs> and, and the Ukrainians were like, oh, they've invaded us all the way down to the Donbass region. And it's like, no, no, we were, we were already here. They're just not leaving. <laughs> yeah. Like this is the, now don't get me wrong. There were other parts where like they definitely invaded with tanks and planes yeah. and trains and automobiles. Oh my. Uh, but no, that, uh, yeah, that one specific region. Well, I do remember them talking about Russia seizing the port and yeah, stuff like that. Okay. That's what it was. It was the one they like already were operating out. Huh. There's just so much horseshit surrounding well, it. Well, I've seen I've, now like the photos they've used of like destruction. They're like linking them to like other events yeah. from around the world. Well, we talked about it uh, last week, the Nord Stream pipeline, which has come out like I saw at, was it yesterday today, I think I tagged you in it, that Russia has formally like invited the US ambassador to Moscow, like, we need to have a chat. And also, as an addendum to that, uh, so Sweden, I think it was Sweden, has done reports, like, on this, like, to discover what it is. And on one hand, Russia is asking Sweden, please publish your reports and make them as public as possible, as quickly as possible. In the United Nations Security Council which just happens to have a dominant voting of the United States and China. On a report. (laughs) Are begging Sweden not to release it. And it's like, oh, one side is asking for, like, these documents to be seen in the light of day. For once, the Swedes have power. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they really do. And they're like, we just did some research, and we're going to tell everybody in the United States, like, shh, shut the fuck up, please. Or they're like... 
if we tell everybody we're in the middle of this shit show. You know, that was like one of the great things about Donald Trump. And like Jimmy Dore was saying this. I'm echo him for a minute. He's a socialist, like a valid socialist, but he's a great one. Uh, he said, you know, the problem with Donald Trump, why the like deep state hated him, <clears throat> was he said every time, he said when George Bush invaded Iraq and Afghanistan, he said, we're doing this to liberate the people. We're going to, you know, purple thumbs that voted. There's democracy there now. When Barack Obama attacked Syria or 10 other damn places, this is to spread democracy and this is to do all this. What did Trump say? We're getting our oil. <laughs> our oil is over there. We paid the money. We're getting it back. We're like, and like, God bless him. I think he looked at it like a businessman. Like, oh, we've already invested a lot of money. Like, war sucks, but... We're getting ours. We're getting ours, then we're leaving. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up. We're spreading liberalism. You, it, So, that image is just going so badly that, like, this is so much being seen for what it is. And by the way, I hate to sound like a uh, right-wing reactionary, but it's like, dude, he's visiting Ukraine when we've got this shit going on in Ohio. And Donald Trump, excellent chess move. Didn't he just visit Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. Or he's, or he's getting ready to. And, this, yeah. and like after FEMA denied Ohio, like getting anything after Donald Trump. Said I heard he, another side to that. That they don't technically qualify. No, counts. I heard. Where did I hear this? at? I think it was on the concrete podcast. I was listening to while I was a mechanic and which we're going to talk about that too, which was interesting. Uh, so, they heard that it was offered, but the governor of the state turned it down. And now I don't know why. There might be good reasons for turning it down. There might be bad reasons. Could be complete horseshit, what I heard. I yeah. mean, man, don't toss up. But either way, brilliant move by Trump if he's visiting there while Biden's off somewhere else. Yeah, I, I don't... I'm not a Biden supporter by any means, but I, I, I try... Thought you I, were. <laughs> but I, I still try to look at, like... What, by what logic would he think that was a good idea? And right. it's just, I can't ever find anything. It's just like, how do you single-handedly, like, between choice A and choice B, you pick a dumpster fire? How, how do you hurt your image like this hard? But although there are people out there lapping it up, um, like, you do see the other side just eating it with a helping spoonful at a time. But, on the other hand, you also got, like, especially with Twitter now, and I'm noticing this more than I used to. I cannot remember this handsome black fellow's name, but he's doing a big expose. He's got long dreads. That's the one thing I remember, just I massive read, line. I saw you do a retweet uh, something. Yeah, he is doing a massive investigation into, uh, uh, like, you'll see certain Twitter accounts that, like, are... Not even hard left-wing. Not like Jimmy Dore, like a good commie. Like, shit libs. Like, people just waving Ukrainian flags no matter what and supporting anything. Hillary Clinton is as far the, left the one, as you The go. ones that will support World War Three all the way up through yep. the nukes going yes. off. And they go by the names of, like, Brooklyn Dad is one you might have seen. He's a popular one. Uh, another one is Joe from Jersey. Joe from Jersey or something like that. Attractive female. Gets a lot of people laughing up at it. And this guy's like... Bandit from the boondocks. Shit. No, no. These are city-fied people. Uh... They pretty much he's you're seeing people do the work that they're uncovering like, oh, no, they're actually paid by the Democrats to tweet this stuff. And also Brooklyn dad may or may not be a crackhead. So 
I didn't make it that deep into the Twitter thread, but there was a lot of allegations of like, oh, so here's evidence that he smokes crack. Oh, yeah, you retweeted something where uh, people were blocking him. Yes. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. Or he was blocking other people. He was blocking people to not let it get into people that were following him, uh, yeah, get into okay. his feed. Um, speaking about exposing uh, big, corrupt, bad things, the hell's happened at Project Veritas? I have no idea other than I think it's been infiltrated from within. I mean, that's my obvious conspiratorial slant looking at it, but I mean, I'm trying to think of like, what's their explanation? Just James O'Keefe seemed like a little bit of a mean boss. So we got the whole board to get rid well, of him. Like I said, it's still somehow with Pfizer's involved because oh. they're in the crosshairs. And I saw one clip of uh, one of the guys sitting there making a comment about, Again, they're like doing like one of the recordings, sitting there talking, and he's like, "So, uh, so James is out or whatever." And the guy's like, "Oh yeah, he's out. He uh, he made some decisions. He shouldn't should not have done some things or something, whatever." And as that happens, James O'Keefe walks out and goes, "Hi, I'm James O'Keefe from the da da da," and tries to, like hand him. He's like, "I was wondering if you'd wear a camera." Da. And it's like as he was, and I've got the point. The guy's like, oh, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go." He's like, "You should have made your own sandwich." So, so I don't know whether he's talking about the sandwich. Is they're talking about? And the guy leaves, but That's so, so, so he's already like, he's already Project Veritasing, Project Veritas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, James O'Keefe, like worst case scenario, he might've, I think there was some, I heard something about him a couple of years ago that there was one video he made, he really made it look like he chopped it up and took stuff out of context with a certain social worker. But if that is, let's say, let's say that allegation I heard is like a hundred percent true. I mean, actually like he made some innocent woman look like really, really bad. That's pretty rotten. But even given that compared to all the good, the guy has done good, good for him. He's going to take this momentum with him somewhere else. Oh yeah. I saw like the, the Veritas is losing like a hundred thousand or like half a million followers and he's already back over 1.5 million followers good like, for him no they've already switched he yeah. he by himself now has more followers than the group does and dude i don't even agree with him on his worldview and everything but dude i don't give a shit if it's a communist that's just uncovering yeah stuff. yeah just like just all right government or big corporations find it out i don't care G- yep. give it to us give us the goodies um so yeah speaking of Giant corporations and government secrets. I don't even know if we made it back to this. Have we given a live spy balloon update on the situation? Oh man. They said they saw another big one floating north of Hawaii. It's and- not aliens. Yeah. By God, if there's something I know for a damn fact, it is anything but aliens because that's what the government's telling us to believe. Yeah. At least at first they tried really winging that story. And I think there's too many people just going. Everybody knows. They're like, no. And we don't tr- I'd bet it on a hundred different. I'd bet it on an advanced Chinese spy craft before I did aliens. But they're like, it's some, it's some cylindrical silver cylinder that we can't figure out how it was floating. Now it turns out it's a hobby balloon from Illinois. I love how Dave Smith put it. He goes, you're going to tell me that advanced beings that have mastered traveling Thousands of light years from the nearest inhabitable planet made it all the way to our Earth, and Joe Biden's woke military shot them down. Like that—that's what God. These things that can manipulate gravity, space and time, just just a rocket took them out. He's like, you might as well take a sling and try to hit a tank with it. Like, 
or you know try to take down a tank with it. So what? So we got the we like recapped a little bit of it last week, but I think we've come to learn that one they've been watching the Chinese one since it left. Yeah, correct. Maybe we said that last week. Uh, we've also found out they might have shot down someone's science project. Yeah, a hobbyist well, balloon club yeah, from yeah. Illinois. Another ace fighter. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I don't have the sunglasses, but imagine me doing the CSI Miami sunglasses. Just, yeah! <laughs> uh, so, that was some awesome stuff. Uh, God, see, all this to me is wonderful white pills. Because like, right right before this, I was showing Merce, there was also uh, the Pentagon was being, uh, there, there was a press briefing at the Pentagon. I can't remember what damn general it was or what well, whatever it was talking uh, but one of the reporters actually got some balls and started asking about the Russia-Ukraine conflict. I was pretty much saying, like, you all keep saying Russia expanded to NATO's doorstep, but hasn't NATO expanded to Russia's doorstep? And anyways, this general looks, looks like a complete retard fumbling over himself. So, I mean, Merce, can you think of a better description for... Oh, yeah, he was talking out of his ass. No, he literally goes, I barely got a history degree from USF, man. It's always comforting. Please, please, I'm just the head of, like, our defense department. Don't hold this. Don't hold me to the Don't fire. hold my lack of knowledge against me. Yeah, and, uh, man, the more of this I see, the more hopeful I become. Because, sure, these, these retard psychopaths might get nuked shot off, and that's terrifying. But if they don't, if those nukes don't get fired, I'm so hopeful. Because they're, they're falling apart. This is the best thing. Joe Biden is the president. These generals can can barely stick to their talking points. Um, they can't even show places on a map. Clearly. No. Um, all of this, I mean, you got to be super... Conditioned. I'm not. I'm done using the word brainwash. You gotta be super conditioned to stay inside the bubble. They want you in, but you know, I don't know if I said it last episode, but with boomers starting to wake up, which boomers are not all of them, but a big chunk of them, and they're waking up to different things from QAnon to to just being. They go down a rabbit hole when they, they wake up. They hard. Yeah, hard. and they also share a lot of Facebook statuses about. Jesus being on their side, and or if, their or if, or that uh, I have to post his Facebook status to keep Facebook from stealing my photos, yes, stuff like that. Yes, all, all. But hey, that's better. All of that wacky shit is better than like we need to invade Afghanistan. And the even bigger white pill is like you know, I think I said it first after the last show. Joe Rogan is now the most listened to person in the world. Um. Hopefully second to us soon, uh, but you're yeah. on the radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somewhere I'm on somebody's damn radar. If probably <laughs> I'm on a couple of lists, uh, they. Uh, but everyone like so Joe Rogan's the most listened to. Joe Rogan is our uh, Walter Cron- Cronkite, right? Okay. Every, as far as everyone like knows, most of his last shows or can think of some talking point from them. What happens when the boomers are gone and most of the voting criteria is Joe Rogan listeners that listen to stuff about DMT and interdimensional aliens and the corrupt governments? Mm. I don't know that it can get worse. And by the way, anyone that does watch the, uh, uh, anybody that's red pilled and does listen to Joe Rogan, even if you don't, but you're red pilled and you want to see 
something very interesting. Look up the ex-CIA assets he has guests on his show. Because every, you know, he has guests from all over the criteria, from actors to MMA fighters to uh, scientists. Well, he's got one named Mike Baker, who is a, literally like, he's like, I'm an ex-CIA agent and I did this, da 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 But now he's retired from that. It has nothing to do with the CIA. But most of his talking points, I swear, would be like an MSNBC show, like anything about Ukraine. Like, oh, well, we got to press them because, you know, Putin's a madman and that, that's we got to stop that. Uh, it makes you wonder how many of these assets are not fully retired and how much of it is trying to permeate a message, which I, I just see more and more evidence of every day is failing. I see the more I see the I'm not saying he's a good guy, but I'm starting to think maybe Putin and Russia aren't the bad guys. Who who do you, who would you say his actions are more logical? I'm saying if I was in Russia's shoes, I would be doing what Russia's doing. Yeah, I think I said it like a year ago. Putin is a redneck with a 12-gauge who's tired of people coming up to get his lawn. Get off my lawn. Get back up two countries away from my lawn. Yeah. Like, this is this is my line in the sand. And what? He just shredded one of the nuclear... Or he's considering getting rid of the nuclear arms treaty, the oh, yeah, smart... He said he's not going to, like, go with it. And he's put his uh, nukes at combat-ready status. Yep. So that's that is some um, as while Biden is over there just pointing his finger. To... And you know what? Maybe the backlash is coming because there was a nice little rally over the weekend. I don't know if you saw any of it. Um, the Rage Against the War Machine, ra- not Rage Against the Machine. And like, I'll be honest, to me, rallies. I felt like rallies were cool under George W. Bush. And I was a conservative back then. But even I was like, you know, there'd be like anti-war rallies. Like, and they'd be like, man, we're going over there just killing people for oil. Like, that was the big selling point. And I'd be like, you know, I, th- I think we're killing terrorists for the right reasons. But I'm not going to lie, y'all look cool doing this. Like, y'all, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't quite the crowd that Occupy Wall Street. The, and Occupy Wall Street was a nice crowd compared to what we have now. Yeah. They, well, they didn't shower, but... That was it, though. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was it. Like, all right, you just got to deal with a little bit of stinky. But, no, dude, it was nice to actually see... I saw a lot of conservatives really pissed off that I guess there was, like, a lot of commies there. Yeah, there was some in the back yeah. like, flying some Russian flags but, or commies. I don't know. Which, one, anybody can fly a damn flag. But then I saw... I didn't follow a whole lot, but I saw some of the... the tweet backlash or whatever mm-hmm. and they were saying that that only they were there like near the end only for a few minutes showed up just for to their, wave a flag and then photos run. and then yeah yeah and see a bunch of shitheads jumping on it uh but no i actually thought that was you know if i can get some based ass commie or lefty i mean i didn't go to the rally i had grown-up shit to do uh but bless ron paul may he live forever Dude, like 92-year-old Ron Paul, freaking Still fighting for Still, liberty. It, it, we talked a little bit before the show who had like a more significant cultural influence. And I knew the answer to this question as soon as I asked it. Trump or Ron Paul, which is obvious it's Trump. Trump by a lot. Trump like by a lot. However, I don't think we would have gotten a Trump without a Ron Paul. No. I think Ron Paul was the first one to be like, I'm not a smelly hippie in the government is full of monsters trying to kill everybody free bananas yeah well he was also the first one that really started kind of showing the bias to candidates 
Remember, like him, like walking on stage, and they're like muting his applause and stuff. Yes, it was like the first, the first candidate that really kind of brought it up. That is, hey, this isn't a fair playing field. Well, I'll never forget. I mean, it's been talked about a lot. We're really rude. You know, Ron Paul makes the very correct assessment of like, you know, they didn't attack us on nine eleven because we're free. They attacked us because we've been bombing them for like forty years. And really, Rudy Giuliani was like, I. As the mayor of New York during 9-11, which don't know what those two things really have to do with it. They didn't attack us because you were the mayor. But uh, he's like, I demand an apology out of you. And Ron Paul's just like, nope, <laughs> you're a bitch. <laughs> he didn't say that last part, but he pretty much said that last part. And uh, I think by the end of it, by the end of that debate, you had like the crowd roaring for Ron Paul. Even whenever, like, I think the Fox News guys were like, So, Mr. Libertarian Ron Paul, are you telling us you would legalize heroin? You know, and I think this was in South Carolina too. And Ron Paul goes, If heroin was legal tomorrow, would everybody in this crowd run out to do heroin or do you need the government to protect you from it? And everybody in the crowd just lose, not everybody, but a large chunk yeah. lost their shit for him. It, I remember because like I said, they didn't look him back and they wouldn't award him, said he won some of the states he did until after later to keep him they out of the, They yeah. hid the tickets, yeah. like literally put them in a mail truck and hid the mail truck. Yeah. What? And John Stewart, back when he was based back in the day, called it out. Uh, Man, that's... Remember when he was cool? I remember Judge Napolitano. Napolitano, yeah. Napolitano lot was, uh, got canned because he stood up for yeah. Ron Paul. And his last episode on Fox Business. He went off. Yeah, he went like pretty much told everyone to kiss his ass except Ron Paul. Thank you, people. Anyways, this, this war rally, like what I was getting at, even if I got like some... some douchebag twat that grew up in the city that's like a full flight like that's a cringe communist like not even a based one just a cringed one who's never you, you know i think there's a certain type of person you can grow up looking around and seeing that everything's messed up and just not knowing what the solution is but that's something i like about commies at least me and them can look around and go this shit's, like, wrong, right? Like, it, it's wrong that these bankers are getting bailed out with our tax money. And I saw a tweet talking about communists. It was, uh, it was like, what if Karl Marx was just a spoiled, lazy kid, rich kid, and he was just, and he wrote a book just to justify why he <laughs> yeah, was lazy? Why, so, I mean, like, dude, there's so much shit about communism where I'm like, my autistic mind is like, I want you to explain this part. I'm having a hard time understanding. So explain to me like I'm five. Yeah, but they can't uh, libertarianism's easy it's just like the yours, the yours. there's there's figure it out after that but uh anarchy whatever you want to call it um but now that's it that person looking around saying everything's messed up and maybe they have a different solution than i do i feel like i have an easier time having them at least wrap their head around my hypothesis for something successful versus a blue-pilled, like, moderately right or left person. Um, however, that sweet, sweet Overton window is shifting. Uh, you know, as far as, like, what's extreme and what's kind of within the center, especially with old MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, what, she, what, what was it you sent me? Where she uh, hashtag national divorce? Yeah, she mm, just invigorates me. 
Yeah. But, yeah, I can't remember the whole tweet offhand. offhand. But it was pretty much saying, yeah, like... Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like reach a point where, like, the only way going forward is, like, we need a national divorce. Like, it's... We need to leave the blue state socialist where they are and us red yeah, staters can break away. Just, and then I read in, like, the next breath, she's like, we will mandate the Pledge of Allegiance in all of our schools in the red states. I'm like... And I'm like, really? I don't think I'm... And I'm not a big gun with the pledge. Well, I'm like... Which, you, sounds, which sounds bad, well, but my reasoning behind it's sort of like... It was written by a socialist. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we're pledging loyalty to the... I was like, it's kind of not what... I swear to the government under God. Yeah. Like, and it's, well, like, me and my mom were kind of going back and forth about this. What is it? I pledge allegiance to the flag. So it's like, all right, no government yet. Yeah. I pledge allegiance to this idea of the symbol. Sure. And to the republic for which it stands. I don't like that whole... That republic's not so much one of those anymore. And then you fill in the rest and it's... yeah. And literally, he wrote... I think, was Eugene Debs the guy that started public school? No, I'm getting him mixed up with somebody else. Uh, I feel like Rockefeller's still in there somewhere again. <laughs> you always think it's Rockefeller. <laughs> Oil was making the textbooks. <laughs> but no, uh... uh I talked about a couple podcasts ago how school started in Prussia. Well, like the the pledge of to make a uniform society that'll listen to orders and rush into battle. Right. But like the, the pledge of allegiance was part of getting everyone to stand up in the morning and say that same thing and put their hand over their heart. And actually, it was the Germans who went like, "That is such a good idea, Klaus. We will bring that over here, and instead of putting it over their heart, they'll just point like that." I really <laughs> hope that's not the the clip that YouTube you choose. <laughs> I look too redneck for the rest of it to make. I don't know. I guess there's some real redneck neo Nazis all 20 of them that aren't feds um, but yeah no it's and the the irony is following the national divorce thing is like if you read the like the feedback almost everyone's kind of for it to an extent because but it's great because like the blues the, the like the liberals are like yeah let the reds go off on their own and they're gonna fail and all the reds are like yeah let the blues go off and they're gonna fail and well, then you have like the 25 percenters like no guys why can't we all just be friends well it's funny i really think it's a good litmus test for how conservative some of these conservative talking heads are because i mean if it's all right if you're one of these like let me give the people on the other side the benefit of the doubt Let's say you are like an American constitutionalist and a federalist or anti-federalist. Take, well, get them too mixed up. But let's say like you are like, I want the union to stay, but we just need to get back to conservative values, blah, blah, whatever the fuck that subjectively means. Um, all right. You realize, according to what our founding fathers wrote in the federalist papers about how the Constitution is supposed to be interpreted... You have to go on a conservative level that is pre-Civil War. Like, in order to get back to what the founders intended, like, no more FBI, no more CIA, no more NSA, no more Department of Education, no more, like, none of that. And all these... I just got a semi. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got a fully just talking about it. But... Like, all these conservatives that, like, really bolster themselves and, like, I just love the founding fathers and just, they're great men. And it's like, all right, you're like a Democrat from the 90s with most of your values. Like, you... You realize the founding fathers would have started shooting people a long, a long <laughs> time ago. And, I mean, it was... Like, dude, you gotta think... And don't get me wrong, I'm not 
a constitutionalist. I mean, I know what it means. I know how to interpret it, but I've kind of lost faith in the damn piece of paper. Thick, beautiful piece of paper with great ideas. But it no longer holds the power because it's just like people are just like, eh. Lysander yeah. Spooner, you just read some of him and he'll fuck up your worldview. What did he say? Uh, I, and he wrote this in the 1800s. Either the Constitution has allowed every inch of government. Like, in, the founders knew this much government would be coming and they specifically wrote the Constitution to allow this much government to happen. Or it's been powerless to do the first thing against any of it. And I was like, ow, my heart. <laughs> I was like Ralph from The Simpsons. Ow, my true, true heart. But so like these Valentine episode. One of the big ones that I've seen. This guy's really good for school choice and for uh, a couple, like a handful of other things. James Lindsay. Uh, no, it's Corey DeAngelis. I'm thinking about for school choice. James Lindsay is like a, a talking head conservative. I've seen him on some shows. But he's one of these that is like, no, we must stay a union and tied together so these progressives can rule us from Washington, D.C. And, oh, yes, and by the way, our military should still be all over the world like it is right now. And I'm like, sounds terrible. You're either stupid or you're evil. Like, it's like you're you're one of these two things. I get the, you know, the United States, you don't want it to break up and stuff like that. But at the same time... I'm to the point, and not so much just the divorce. It's I don't know how you fix the rifts, not only between like the people's different views, because we like the the paths have split so far with the issues. But I don't know how you fix the government and the overreach and the taxes and the and corporations the, in bed with the government. Yeah, and, and like I said, the money's just going out. You know, inflation's through the roof, and the money's still going out faster than. The United States is literally, you know, Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, and the United States is living war to war. I did, the one good point I saw brought up against this, and I, I think it's a good point, because I think about the really, like, secondhand implications of it. Uh, a green-haired woman, which normally is all kinds of red flags, she said, all right, cool deal, can you name one national divorce or civil war that has that happened without bloodshed that happened like just two two groups of people just went all right all the centralized power we're just going to peacefully walk away from each other i'm like i can't think of one <laughs> i can't think of the first damn one um did australia just decide to not be a prison one day i don't know but uh, the, they lost a war with emus there's a whole lot of but the counter to that is how many governments would there have been less death if they had broken up earlier? Like yeah. the U.S. Like if they'd just gone ahead and had it out, like the USSR or Mao Zedong's China or Great Leap Forward or anything like that. Like Pol Pot, Cambodia. Yeah, you visited there. I've seen the skulls. Like in, they have like the shrines memorial like to them, and there's just like this, just random areas. There's just these big like little monuments, and they're like glass all the way around, and they're just filled with the human bones they dug Ooh. out. What did you tell me about people with glasses? Huh? Didn't you tell me something about they they would go and pick out all the people with glasses and say we're sending you to call? Oh, not necessarily people with glasses, uh, but they would find anybody with intelligent or degrees or any like the higher like anybody that graduated like school, and the, the thing would be like, yeah, it, this is what we were told mm-hmm. over there. It was uh, like, hey, we're gonna send you send you to China for you know more education or how you can come back and we can reform and build things. Well, on the way, they would just 
shoot them, whack them. Yeah. And that way, just they could wipe out any intelligence in yeah, any resistance, any thinkers. He was any... Uh, extremely old school. Believe Cambodia should just be farming. Should just mm. be agriculture. Like, the bread basket. Yeah. And basically, it's turning into bread basket for China in a way. Right. But no, it's though you can yeah. see the the skulls with the bullet holes. Yeah. And you know something? Uh, that's the problem. One of these big things. Me and my brother were actually talking about. I think it was a couple of days ago, which is a uh, an odd hill for a country boy to die on, because uh, most country people think the exact opposite. But I got a little bit of a different twist on it. Whenever uh, we come back right from this little break, oh, we're doing the thing again. All right, that's right. Show we're doing it. Uh, yeah, hill to die on. Uh, death penalty. So like. I guess I should, like, clarify my statement. I believe the death penalty is valid, but it should be left up to the individual. And I know that throws things into a whole new screwy land, but I, I see the gears turning. No, I I believe you should, well, you should be, you could choose how you die. Like, oh, I personally firing squad. You know, wasn't that legal in Florida for the longest time? One of them, but the one thing I don't agree with is death row. I feel like it should be like, okay, you we kill you this weekend type thing. Or there's here's my thing, and this is something I was talking to my brother Matt about, and I feel like you know he brought it up he goes man what about these people that, like get caught red-handed and kind of echoing what you just said sit on death row forever sucking up resources uh what do you call it where they appeal time and time again like you know there's been so much video evidence and dna evidence da 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 my one and i know you have weighed the assessment i'm about to say but like my main argument is pretty much Ben Franklin's argument is that in a society it's better to let nine guilty people go along with one innocent person instead of killing nine guilty people. Well, that's alone. why you go ahead and just kill them and then don't look into it anymore. God will sort them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Investigation <laughs> over. Everything's fixed here. But no. Don't, don't, we can't look into it anymore. We're already gone. So like, let's say even take that out of it. Like, let's say Benjamin Franklin's assumption about how society should act is wrong in that instance. Let's just say that's a given. He's freaking wrong. Uh, Life isn't that hippy-dippy, which I'm open to that argument. My problem is, and I posed this to him, well, man, we're awfully certain, and there's a hell of a lot of video evidence that the guy that shot up Las Vegas was the only guy that shot up Las Vegas, right? The central powers and the judges and everyone that B said, yep, he did it. That's the end of story. No one look into it any further. That, in essence is why I'm against the death penalty. And I think a lot of libertarians, they seem, I say libertarians, just a lot of people that are against, there are people that are against the death penalty for extremely hippy-dippy reasons. Like, I won't deny that. There's some real, like, freaking kooks out there that are like, no, he, ob she obviously let her children on fire, and no, we need to give her another chance. And I'm like, no, 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 no. She did that to her kids. No, no, like, no, if, if she did that. But when you have a central controlled state that's deciding whether people die or not, who dies and for what reasons, I believe you have more potential for people just getting killed for political reasons. Although, I mean, 
the state can do that without trials too, I suppose. So, by the way, I if you catch someone messing with your kids or your property, so what or you're your, saying is just make sure they don't make it to trial. In a hypothetical society, <laughs> yeah, like it. If you catch someone stealing your stuff, or you know, within reason. With, if it's someone stopping on the side of the road to pick one orange, I mean, I don't think that's a big deal. <laughs> but, like, you know, within reason. Or if someone's doing anything to your kids, you're the judge of it. Why, why, here's my message to conservatives that are for the death penalty. Why socialize this action? Why have the government be in charge of it? I believe oh, because I can't do it, or then I go to jail. No, no, no. Just leave them. Leave all that out of it. Like legally, as a thought experiment. Like, and I know, I know the immediate response is like, "Well, what about all the other people that'll just want to kill you for you know if there's no law punishing them?" Like you know, and they're they're saying it's. A, but I believe that you'll probably have peers and loved ones that would want to avenge you. If so, now this could like quickly escalate into warring tribes and factions. Which is, I believe, that my that's, answer to the whole national divorce thing. That's Mercer's like grand solution to damn near anything. I think there's a new phenomenon that really mitigates a lot of that. And that's money. And a perfect example of this. It, not just money, it's just no, uh, money. <laughs> it's us being much more aware of consequences. Like, all right, if it was perfectly legal to run over pedestrians, like, you know, it's, it's their fault and not yours no matter what, like even if you drive on the sidewalk, would you immediately, or even if like you had a bad day, would you try to run over a pedestrian? No, but there's someone that'd get it because they deserved it. Yeah, but like my thing is like, no, because you like have a huge dent in your car. Yeah, like, sometimes like, the dent's worth it, though. Agree. Like, all right, if it's one of those like protesters, then like I totally get it. But no, I'm talking about... I was gonna say Raul, but no, there's some like you forget, around. like you forget to put your shopping cart back. It's like my biggest pet peeve. Like, thump. you know, that's like one of my biggest reasons I'm against. Like, I'm really anti-authoritarian because I know it's like, if I was master of the world, like loud music's gone and punishable by death. <laughs> like, there's, like, if you're in a, all right, if you're driving down a back road by yourself or like with you're partying with your friends in the car, that's cool. That's acceptable. Even if I can kind of hear you from another car, I can turn my radio up and get rid of you. If you're the son of a bitch sitting in a parking lot, just blaring your shit, I hope a comet smites you and your family. Uh, you're like top of the list. You're gone. Maybe that's what happened in Texas. Did you hear a thousand pound meteor hit Texas? You texted me as soon as I left here last episode that a meteor hit Texas. Well, well, this was like a smaller one that like came over, but like today, like a big one hit, like shook the ground. Like a, it's like a thousand pound. Well, hang on to add to our uh, conspiracy fueled uh, uh, doomsday scenarios. Merce, how much shit have you messaged me this last week? Everything's on fire! Like, dude, like, literally, like, just go through them off the top of your head. Like, uh, what happened in Florida so far? In Kissimmee, oh, the there Kissimmee, was a the, plastic like, all the plastic burnt medley Florida. Wait, 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 let's let's slow down and detail it. There was a plastic factory that, like, caught fire in Kissimmee, right? Yeah, it's, well, it's, I don't know, it's the factory. It's, it's even or the factory it's, of where they have all the plastic pots for, like, Like, the, stored at in a warehouse or something. It was all those, the plastic caught on fire. Right. 
burned down. Then in Medley, Florida, there was some big explosion there at a factory. Right. Then in Ohio, there was another explosion. At, at a metalworking factory. At a metalworking factory. factory. There's people dead there and burned. I saw then a the Twitter Brooklyn, headline that I did. Brooklyn uh, lumberyard in Brooklyn is on fire today. Cool. Uh, I don't know. It just keeps going. Another train derailed. But I saw a tweet. And I in no way verified this whatsoever, but they might have found a pipe bomb somewhere on train tracks. I saw that too, and then they think they they solved it or got they got it, but right or they think it burned but didn't detonate. All right, one of the crazier things about this, and hey, any of you nerds watching at home that got like a little spare time and an actual computer in front of them, please fact check me on this. I will bring you up next episode. But uh, it was a fella. On Twitter, didn't write down the name or anything. Surprise, surprise. But what this guy and he he's like filming his computer as he does this. So if it's uh if it's a bullshit video, it's a very well done bullshit video. And tats off to the guy if that's the case. But regardless, uh, homeboy story is he has to check the air quality uh, outside of his home once a week to like start his generator. And he says, in order to do this, he goes to airquality.gov, or it's a very, like, he showed the search bar, or HTTP address, uh, and it shows you, like, I know you're probably familiar with, like, Swift Mud, and, like, Southwest Florida has, like, water quality check spots that you can, like, it shows, like, circles of, like, a green is good, yellow's a little bad, red's real, real bad. Yeah, you can do the same thing with air quality. Right. That's what he, like, kind of does. He goes, I've always, I do this once a week, I've done it for seven years, once a week, Every week. He goes, it's always green. Everything across the U.S. He goes, I check my little town and it's always green. He goes, but with rare exceptions, it's like always green across the whole U.S. He goes, now, I'm going to show you this. He goes, Ohio right now. And zooms in on where, you know, Palestine, Ohio. He goes, the air quality is green. It's, it's good. That's a good thing. He goes, however, there has been wind blowing from the west to the east, and he zooms he zooms out and goes over to the east coast. It's all yellow down the east coast, mm. and he's like, "I have never seen this in seven years. All of this lit up yellow air quality." Uh, and there's a you know who one of the largest stakeholders in uh, North Suffolk is. I'm sure you're going to tell me BlackRock. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's like one or two other companies where it's just like, you know what? Fact check that last chunk about BlackRock. I'm much less sure of that. Than you I you said that, that, I think I've read that. Yeah, and it um, which started me wrong. I mean, if you own most of most of their, the their share, then, you know what? Their share, not black. Uh, the railroad company, their shares are like set two hundred. It's like two hundred fifty bucks a share. Like they're extremely profitable. Yeah. Company, and I think they've now said like. We're, we're set aside a million dollars for the, the town. Shut up, money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like, that's extremely low for so, your worth. You know what? It seems like they're, that, that's my big hopeful pill is that they're, man, every week we do this show, I feel like I'm hearing more and more news either about how the government governing structure that's corporate, public, fascistic, I see the image of that crumbling and I'm seeing more and more ways of like humans blossoming out of the cracks of it. Two perfectly good examples of like things getting better and we don't even realize it. 
Did I talk about California legalizing weed last episode? If I did, I'm going to do it again. No, uh, maybe. So, like, it's such a cool thing. I think I heard Michael Malice talking about this on Glenn Beck or something. You know, it was in our early teens, in the early 2000s, like, California, For even if you hate pot, you should love this thing that they did. In the early 2000s, California said, hey, feds, we know, like, y'all have these big rules against this. We're legalizing this substance. Kiss our ass. And that was under George W. Bush they first did it. And when Barack Obama, the very liberal president, got in power, he uh, got the DEA to storm several California dispensaries and arrest the owners under federal law. And they're like, hey, that'll teach y'all to knock it off. We've arrested like a hundred of y'all. California was like, ah, and we know if we bring up to vote to make this illegal, everyone's going to say no. So we're just kind of stuck. And if y'all want to keep arresting dispensary owners, I guess y'all go right ahead. They did this again like two more years, but then they just stopped. And then Colorado made it legalized. And it's just blossomed. <laughs> Weed blossoming, that's funny. Into this like counterfed op that states are doing. Now, that's on the left side of the equation. On the right side of the equation, gun rights. Good. I mean, don't get me wrong. We always see the bad news of them getting infringed on whether it's Trump boy and bump stocks or whether it's them talking about SBR short barreled rifles coming up, uh, which a lot of that keeps. That's changing. why you just do the HK slap. <laughs> yes, that's why you get that 3D printer. That just I need some IRS tax returns in order to get hypothetically, but <clears throat> no, like if you look at the graph or not a graph, but like a you know one of those uh, uh, maps that like shows how gun rights are in the United States and you started at the year 2000 or started at 88. I think when Ronald Reagan signed the the Brady bill. Yeah. The one that outlawed assault rifles the first time and all this other crap and conservatives. Don't forget Ronald Reagan signed that in, uh, along with the NRA because <coughs> they suck NRA specifically Ronald Reagan has some good qualities. Um, I mean, he did get shot. He did get shot and he did, there's this, and I'm echoing more of Michael Malice, but I don't give a shit. It's a good enough story to tell, and I don't think I've told Mersh before. Did I ever tell you about him doing the war game scenario with the nuclear weapons? No. So Reagan, whenever like he became president, they brought him down uh, into a bunker, and they're like, all right, we're going to do the war game, all these different war games, hundreds of them that you got to like drill through. And supposedly, according to his aides, when they sat him down and said, all right, there are 200 nuclear warheads headed to the United States right now. They're on the way. Here's the button to return fire. And Reagan said, well, hang on. If, like, I push this button, how many people die? And they're like, you know, 60 million or whatever or something like that. And Reagan went, how long will it take the missiles to get there? And he said, like, 28 minutes. He said, so within, maybe, maybe it was 12 million. Because he said, so within 28 minutes, I will have done what it took Hitler years to do. And Reagan said, I won't push the button. Because if the nukes are incoming, I refuse to like just wipe out half the world. Take like, one for the team. Take, like We're done. We're, there's nothing we can do about this if they're already coming this way. Now, the ironic thing is Gorbachev across the ocean exact same thing 
And like, there's some shit I didn't know about Gorbachev. You know, like in the USSR, if your mom or dad was arrested under Stalin, you were a undesirable. Like, you didn't go to the to the gulag, but like, you weren't adopted by another family. There wasn't like a state system to like help. And who the hell? Like subclass? Yes, pretty much. Like, people stayed away from you like you had a damn disease. And Gorbachev, his grandfather, was arrested during the Great Purge. I think his grandfather was like a doctor or something like that. And he like grew up homeless on the streets. And whenever they were, he got the same war game, war game he said, I'm not going to kill him. Pretty much echoed what Reagan did. Now the hilarious thing is, it's like six months later, they meet up at the, the one of their big famous last meets. And Margaret Thatcher, the British Prime Minister lady, uh, is chewing off Reagan's ear because she's pretty much saying, like, you cannot sign this nuclear arms deal because what if he's lying about it? And Reagan goes, I, I've met him before. I don't think he's lying. And she goes, of course he's lying. I would lie. I would, li- <laughs> I would tell you I'm getting rid of my nukes and I would keep them. And Reagan goes, we're getting rid of a bunch of nukes. So, like, as much shit as I talk about Reagan, like, there's golden moments yeah. like, like that. That uh, My favorite moment probably all time is, like, after he'd been shot and he's <laughs> back giving his speech and the balloon, again, a balloon pops in the speech and he just goes, it pauses and goes, missed me. And he's, <laughs> That's great. I never knew that. Yeah, no, it's all, you can watch it on TV. He's going to give a speech and there's a balloon, like, explode, like pops loud in the background. Everybody, like, pauses. He, like, looks up and he just goes, miss me, and just keeps going right on with his speech. That's very Chad. <laughs> that's very based well I know what even after he got shot and he's on the gurney in the hospital and they go like we're about to put you under so he pull you out he goes wait wait are any of y'all democrats <laughs> please all be republican doctors <laughs> please tell me I got y'all raised um but no and he also like war on drugs like that but anyways um I don't even know where the shit I was going or came from with any of that we somehow got from the death penalty. How we're, I don't know. Oh, guns. That's right. We got on Brady Bill and I got on a Reagan rant. It happens. Sorry, people. Brady Bill, sensitive subject. Um, no, he but. He can't feel a thing. No, he can't. Not from the waist down. Maybe neck down. I don't know. Somewhere yeah, in there. He got screwed up. I don't know. A lot of people got arrested. And the, you could say that, what was it? Ruby Ridge happened indirectly because of him. I just feel bad for the dog. I feel bad, but. I mean, yeah, the dog too, but all. Yeah, no, it's it's bad bad all the way around. (laughs) Anyways, not even going to get into the more too late in the episode, man. Another night, another night. Too damn tired, and I got to work in the morning. Um, But with guns, as far as like Second Amendment progress, how many states now are open carry or concealed carry? Like, I think it's over half. Yeah, I think Florida's pushing now, or like not not our government or anything, no. but the groups within Florida are uh, trying to get it to like. Yes, and all right, shout out. So I will never stop talking shit about the spineless NRA. They are sellouts. They're scumbags. They have, uh, and I'm not doing this from like a gun control standpoint. I'm doing this from a they've signed every gun control federal gun control bill that's been introduced. They've signed off on it. Uh, but I believe it's the GCA, Gun Carriers of America, Gun GOA, Gun Owners of America. Google something I'm saying and it will pop up. They're great. I've actually seen them. They hammer legislation on open carry, concealed carry. They break up as much stuff as they can. But 
I believe we're starting to already see the breakings of the tentacles of the federal governments and all these states in different ways. And I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if I believe, I believe we'll see it in our lifetime. I do too. I believe it's either going to be a right-wing state telling a left-wing state or a right-wing federal government telling a left-leaning state to do something and they just say no. Or if I had to bet, probably the other way around, probably a left-wing central government telling like a... I don't know, we were talking outside. Like parents in Alabama that if your child decides something before they're 18 that like they're allowed to do it. And people in Alabama just go, well, come and make us. And you're like, send in the tanks and make us. And either the federal government sends in the tanks and kicks it all off or they don't send in the tanks and kick it all off because everyone just stops listening. I do feel like... It's been growing, but I feel like every, like we're on a powder keg at this point, and the government is now up just up there like lighting matches and just it I don't seems like a shitload of fuses are getting lit. And I don't I don't like I said I don't know the divorce I don't I don't know what the answer is I no if your ideal scenario how would you or what would you think would happen with the least terrible consequences I think the least terrible consequences. would be states withdrawing from the union as peacefully as possible and just withdrawing money, just going like we're not supporting these military bases overseas. We're not supporting protecting Ukraine or Europe or NATO. Like we're out of all this shit. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping just, that's... Just, uh, it's, not, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I, and I hope it even goes... I hope it spreads from there. I hope once states realize they don't need the federal government, I hope counties start realizing they don't need the state government and that there's other ways to do this stuff. Um, get money and some free trade involved. And I swear... You know, and it's not a perfect bullet. Like, there's still problems. There's still... Like, that's the... You know, if you get rid of, (laughs) if you get rid of cancer from the world, like that, that makes the world objectively better, but there's still like rape and murder and like all these like terrible things in the world still like just even if you solve this private or public authoritarian march, there's still going to be other ways it wiggles in, but just damn, maybe I'll have a chance if it's smaller. Although, I mean, the Viet Cong and Taliban, everyone did pretty damn all right against the largest military the world's ever seen. I think you just got to be stubborn. <laughs> you got to st- dig in like a tick, and you've got to believe it, and you've got to see it all the way through. Wasn't it the Taliban, and or was it the Afghanis that were taking out Soviet helicopters with catapults? Did you ever hear about no, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it, like they because the helicopter. I've been to Vietnam, and they're they're showing how like they used to just put uh, mines in the trees, the treetops, and when they would come down, the helicopters would come down over the treetops. It would shake the trees and make the mine detonate. Man, that's pretty smart. Yeah, you got to hand it to that. That's resourceful. Uh, not like supposedly these Russian helicopters would have to get into. I don't know. Fact check me on this. Maybe this is a bullshit story, but it sounded really cool. The Russian choppers would have to get low in those valleys, like to like look for cave complexes and base sites. And the the after what we called freedom fighters at the time, uh, literally were paying Bin Laden's group. 
uh, would set up like catapults on top and just so many of them that when they let them all loose, like rocks would just, <laughs> giant rocks would be taking out helicopters. It's incredible. Like, um, you know, there's crop dusters for a long time. They had operations in Central America spraying the cocoa fields. They'd send crop dusters down in armored air tractors. What a horrifying job. I kind of wanted to do it, but they, they don't do it anymore. But you'd be, no. you'd be in a fully armored What air- if you get shot down? Well, that's the thing. Well, <laughs> and that, live. That, well, they have no the the U.S. military was on standby, and they would fly their gunships in, and they would just like just start mowing the jungle down around you because you had, they had warrants on their heads. But what they were, but one of the pilots was telling me the how the student visas by Cord Blood. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But they were check saying, it out. Good song. He was saying um, it wasn't. They weren't really able to shoot the planes down because they're armored. But a lot of times these cocoa fields would be in like the mountain valleys stuff like that. What they would do is they would string steel cables from one ridge to the other trip and, you wire, yeah. and you couldn't see it. And that's how they bring the planes down. God, what a setup that had to be. Yeah. So Going across the just, valley with a metal cable yeah. and then tightening it. So it was just, it's just like I said, no matter what the situation is, people are going to find a way. But you know, and like on the other hand, all right, in the, in the union togetherness, people's defense, one tiny black pill at the end of this. How many people like, because what, like we said earlier, the Roman Empire lasted like a thousand damn years. How many times were they like, any day now, this <laughs> this has to break up. And it was like 10 lifetimes later, it would actually happen. But things are moving a lot faster nowadays. Thanks to the Twitter. <laughs> I hope it's all peaceful. I hope we all just get to... Yeah, I hope it either everybody, we can figure it out or it's just like a handshake. Like, ah, it's been fun. See you. I hope it ain't nukes. Just what a shitty reset button. If it's all like, I don't know. Anyway, it's bad. But hopefully it gets better and it will get better in other ways. That's the like white pill I'll leave y'all on. If y'all got any counteractions to any of the bullshit I've been spitting for what, the last hour? About an hour and a little over an hour. All right. If y'all got any corrections, follow us at Twitter at Bandit Radio Hour. Um, Instagram, Rumble, YouTube, Facebook. Anything else, Merce? That's about it. Just Google us. We're there. We are there. He made really like fancy cards and stuff. Digital cards, not paper. New currency. Like, like Grapes of Wrath. Anywhere anywhere there's someone on Twitter unrepresented, I'll be there. Any Anywhere there's a political agenda, he'll be there. Only you would pull a Grapes of Wrath reference. And there, you know what? There's going to be like two people there that are like, I get it. <laughs> I understand that call out. All right, guys. Y'all have a good night. This has been fun. See y'all next week. Bye-boom. <laughs>